What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 19 of the Set the Bar podcast. I'm your host, Ben Todd, and on today's show, I start off by giving a little recap about what I've been up to recently uh, between traveling, between being sick, uh, a little update on the job that I'm two months into now. And the conversation for today talks about decision-making and the strategy that I personally implement when it comes to making a decision. And uh, we're also going to talk about controlling different elements of our lives when there's chaos going on and we feel like our lives are out of control, Um, even though there are certain situations and things that will happen in life that we can't control, there are a series of decisions that we can make on a daily basis that we have complete control over. Uh, And I'll get into that here in just a little bit. Happy to have you guys along today. Uh, So with that, let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Set the Bar. I'm Ben. I'm your host. And as we currently sit, it is uh, towards the end of July now. Um, It's crazy that we're already this far through the year. Um, Time is such a weird dichotomy when, when you get older. When you're a kid, you can't wait to get old. Like you can't wait to grow up. You're like, man, like I want to drive. I want to be on my own. I want to have freedom. Uh, I want to be independent. You know, I want to do all these things. Right. And then you get there and you're like, dang, like time needs to slow down. Like time's moving way too fast. Um, it's crazy that we're already, you know, almost into August, um, of 2023. It's, it's wild. So hope you guys are having a good year. Hope the summer is treating you well. Um, I've been doing some traveling recently, uh, a little bit of traveling, not, not a bunch, a little bit of traveling. Um, ended up with a, with a getting sick, um, over the course of my travels, um, ended up with a pretty bad sinus infection that took me out for a few weeks. Um, yeah, you know, everybody hates getting sick. Uh, I don't know one person that actually loves or enjoys getting sick. It's always, it always puts a tamp, it always puts a damper on things. Um, you know, it's a, it, it always hop, happens at inopportune times. Um, and so this thing, like it kicked my ass for these last few weeks. So I'm finally, you know, I got on some antibiotics. I'm finally, you know, kind of feeling not a hundred percent, but we're, we're almost back there. So um, was dealing with that. Um, definitely didn't want to jump on a podcast as I sounded all nasally and, and, uh, you know, coughing all over the place. I don't think that would have been very productive. So took a few weeks off. Um, but we're, we're back now. Um, I'm about two months into my new job. Uh, just to give you guys a quick update on the job front, I'm about two months in my new job. It's been great so far. Um, working from home has definitely been an adjustment. Um, it, it's been an adjustment in the positive direction. Uh, my brother was telling me for years that working from home is like the best thing ever. And now that I've done it and I'm doing it um, and I've kind of found my groove and my routine, I would have to agree with him that working remote is pretty cool um, just to have the the flexibility in your schedule to kind of take care of things that need to get taken care of. Um, I just filled up with gas for the first time in two weeks, which is unheard of for me because I, I spent most of my time driving here, there, and everywhere. So to not have to fill up on gas has been um, a huge, huge blessing. So um, overall, the job's been great. Um, there's still a lot of technical aspects of it that I'm still trying to learn, still trying to figure out. Um, and I know that's going to be just a just a learning process to get through that and uh, you know to build my proficiency there. So 
um, everything's been good uh, on this front, and I hope uh, hope you guys are doing well out there. So, conversation for today um, was actually inspired by, uh, partially inspired by um, a conversation I was having with my mom the other day. We were reminiscing about um, some decisions that I had made um, about this time uh, many, many years ago. I was a lot younger back then, and um, and we were we were kind of laughing about it now. It wasn't funny at the time, but we, we had a good laugh about it now. But um, there was a series of decisions I made a long time ago um, that uh, apparently, I didn't know this until just a couple days ago, but apparently she was infuriated um, by these decisions that I made um, – you know, for a couple different circumstances and instances, um, a long time ago. And, you know, it's interesting because I didn't realize at the time, um, that I had made her mad. Um, and so just kind of talking about it, it, it made me, it made me think a little bit It made me do some, some introspection. Um, and I wanted to talk to you guys today about a couple different things. I'm, I'm kind of lumping these together because they, they kind of coincide. So, um, the first bit of the conversation is going to be about um, decision making and some strategies for making sound decisions, making rational decisions, making decisions that um, make sense. And then the second part of the conversation is going to be kind of coupled with that, but there's going to be some uncontrollable things that happen in life that just that just happen that. You know, you can't do anything about. I can't do anything about. Nobody can do anything about. It's just going to happen, um, and that might be unsettling to, to some people. And, and and I can get into some, you know, of my own personal um, thoughts and, and and feelings with that. But there are always going to be several different choices or decisions that you can make on a daily basis that you do have control over. Um, and so we'll get into that here in a little while. So. I want to start off by talking about the decision-making process. Um, and to give you guys some backstory on me, um, my decision-making skills long time ago, early on in my, in my you know, early 20s, I would say, um, probably 8 to 10 years ago, um, were pretty poor. Uh, and poor, I'll use poor as a, as a nice way of describing it. They were, they weren't good. Um, my decision-making was characterized by, um, winging it and impulsivity, which, um, spoiler alert, neither of those are great. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know at the time I, I was really only concerned about me and I really had no regard for anybody else. Um, on how a potential decision would impact, or have an effect on other people, right? I was only worried about uh, making sure that I took care of myself in, in the most selfish of ways. Um, and again, that is not a suggested path for anybody. So I've kind of learned over time as I've gotten older and then, you know, gained more knowledge and have um, met some some more people and have, you know, opened my eyes to new perspectives. Um, I've gained some some different insights on how to make sound decisions and that I wanted to share with you guys today. So um, the first being, and this is probably kind of a no-brainer 
to most people, I would think, but you have to make a plan. Like there has to be a plan in place for any decision that you're going to make. Whether now, I, I guess this can be argued that small decisions like what are you going to wear today, or what time are you going to do your grocery shopping, or you know things like that, probably isn't much thought that needs to be um, considered when it comes to those things. But we're talking about like you know major decisions that would have consequences, both positive or negative, um, that need to be thought through. So you have to make a plan. I was the king of winging it back in the day. I had no plan. I was just flying by the seat of my pants and just kind of going with what sounded good for the day, um, which is was awful. Um, it was really bad. So I've kind of adapted, I have adapted that, um, to plan and prepare for a set decision. So now I know everybody has their own different styles and, and techniques for things, and I'm a very visual person. That's just kind of how I learn best. Uh, that's how I receive information best. So for me, visuals is what helps me, um, you know, when it comes to, to deciding something. So so I just pull out that old sheet of paper, and on one side you write pros, other side you write cons, and just start writing them out, you know, kind of objectively, of course, you know, your your pros and your cons. And I think for most of us, especially if we have an idea that we are emotionally tied to, um, generally speaking, there will be more pros or cons depending upon what side of the aisle you're falling on with with the uh, emotional attachment. But try to think objectively about what the pros and the cons really are um, and and lay it out. You know, lay it out in front of you. Be brutally honest with yourself because when it comes to a, a major decision, you want to know – both the good things and the bad things about whatever you're trying to do. Um, you don't want to turn a blind eye to the bad things if you're like really for this idea. You don't want to turn a blind eye to the bad things um, because bad things might happen. There's the possibility of that. And on the other side of that, if you're really against an idea, um, you don't want to turn a blind eye to the positives because there might be something that you hadn't considered it would be a positive that you might want to be aware of. So the first step in the decision-making process for me is you got to draw it out. You got to you got to visually see what you're really looking at, what you're really facing, so that you can. Now, of course, you're probably not going to hit all of the variables, um, but you can get yourself pretty. You can get yourself a pretty good idea of of what you might be facing, either if you're stacked against. If you're stacked with pros, stacked with cons, or if you're kind of, you know, evenly distributed um, when it comes to those. So the second thing that I like to do is, um, and I started really doing this probably three or four years ago, um, is finding somebody in my circle of friends or trusted acquaintances and who has no emotional attachment in any capacity to this idea um, and who can give me brutally honest feedback. Um, and I pitch it to them and I say, Hey, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Um, you know, insert idea. And here's kind of what I've figured out are to be the pros and the cons and just list it all out for them. Um, and 
if they are a a, a good friend of yours, they will um, not just agree with everything that you said, but they will think of uh, alternative viewpoints or alternative perspectives that you may have not considered because of your emotional attachment to this idea. Um, because they can detach, because they have no affiliation to whatever this idea that you're pitching them is, they have a different viewpoint. They've got more of a higher level um, kind of viewpoint on it. And so they can kind of see flaws in your in your argument, if there are any. Um, they can see, you know, different things that you may not see from, from your tunnel-visioned um, view of it. And you know, I think it's just it's just human nature to kind of, especially when we get locked into an idea, right? It, it, it kind of, it's easy to get tunnel visioned in and like just kind of really absorbed into this because, hey, you know, you, it's your idea. You put a lot of work into it. You put a lot of time and effort into thinking about it and weighing out the pros and cons. Um, so now you've got some attachment there. You've got some, you've got some emotional attachment. So going to somebody who has or can give you a different perspective, um, that is something that's been helped me immensely. Um, and, and I consider a lot of my friends and a lot of the people I associate with to be much smarter than me, much more successful than me. Um, and that's why I surround myself with them because they always, they always push me to, to be better and do better. So if I can get some honest feedback from one of them on whatever it is that I might be wanting to do or trying to do, that has helped me immensely. There have been times that I have moved forward with an idea because of um, some feedback I've received. Um, there have been times I've tweaked my approach into an idea. And there have been times where I've completely just taken an idea completely off of the off the map, you know, because of the feedback that I've received um, from some of my friends and, and family and close acquaintances. So Definitely find some people or a person that you trust to give you um, honest feedback and uh, and pitch it to them, you know, and see what they say about it. See if they support you. See if they, you know, what their thoughts on this idea are um, and if they think it's good or not. That has helped me immensely, and I would highly suggest um, using that strategy. And the, the third strategy that I'd like to, to pitch is – Let's say let's say we got through the pros and cons. Let's say that you talked to a friend and they gave you the the green light on on going ahead and doing this. You need a backout plan. You need a contingency plan. Let's just say, for example, you start to implement some change or some idea, and even though you've considered all the different circumstances that could happen, and you've you know weighed out all the pros and cons, and you've you know ran all the numbers there still might be something that you missed, something that you overlooked, something that, you know, you didn't see, or just something just that happened out of nowhere that you couldn't have anticipated. You need a contingency plan. You need a backout plan. You need to make sure that you know, okay, if this thing starts to go south or if, you know, we start to get some results that we don't want or are unintended – we have to know how to make a swift transition either back to you know where we started or we have to have a pivot point to kind of jump off in a new direction. There has to be some kind of laid out 
plan for when things go wrong because inevitably in life things are going to go wrong nothing usually generally nothing ever goes as planned and so we need to prepare for when things do go wrong and we need to have some sort of plan of attack for our approach to when things go wrong um that was something i missed entirely back when i was younger um I mean, I really didn't do any of this stuff. But if I had had a, a crafted backout plan or exit strategy, um, I could have saved myself a lot of trouble. So my my advice is just have a plan, even if you don't write it out. Um, just have some ideas in mind about where you're going to go or what you're going to do if things start to not turn out how you want them to. Um, Whether you're going to just pivot and change into a new direction or whether you're just going to pull back altogether and, uh, you know, reform a a new plan um, and and kind of go again on it. Um, There just has to be some kind of thought-out process for what's going to happen or what you're going to do um, if something doesn't turn out how you want it to. So, those are just kind of three quick uh, suggestions or pieces of advice um, that I've learned over the course of time on decision making. I was a terrible decision maker uh, in my previous days in life, and I have really done a lot of work to um, improve on that process. And I like to think now there's still times where I battle impulsivity. Um, you know, there's still times where I get like super attached to an idea and I'm just like, let's just go, let's just do it. And I have to temper that, you know, it's always a work in progress. Um, I have to temper that and remind myself that this is a process that, you know, there is a set way of doing things for a reason. Um, and I, and I force myself to follow that process. Now, you know, sometimes, um, it's easier in some situations than other situations. But on the whole, I think having a an implemented process um, for making, you know, important decisions has, has really been helpful for my life. And and if you guys already have a, a plan or some kind of procedure in place, that's great. That's that's fantastic. And, and I know that, you know, different things work for different people. Um, I'm just suggesting what has worked for me or what I've found value in. Um, but if you guys have any other suggestions or, you know, insights on how you guys prefer to do things, let me know, you know, send me a message, um, send me a comment and, uh, I'd love to hear what you guys, kind of what your process is, what your way of doing things is. So that's kind of the first part I wanted to address. Second part is, um, kind of a discussion on when things go wrong that are outside of your control. Um, how do you respond? What are you going to do? Like, how do you approach that? Um, and there, I used to get so wound up about things I couldn't control, like to the point where I had like all this built up anxiety. I had no appetite. Like I wasn't sleeping. Um, I kind of like lost interest in things that I, you know, enjoyed doing. It was just like this whole thing. Um, and it came from this overwhelming 
desire to like control uncontrollable situations. You know, and, and I think there's there's always going to be a time in life where we come across different things that are just outside of our control. There there's just there's going to be things that happen that as much as we want to influence it, as much as we want to try to do something about it, there's just nothing we can do. And, and that's just that's just a fact. That's just life. And 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 life's going to throw things at us that call for those kinds of circumstances and we have the power to respond accordingly. I did an episode about this uh, a while back, uh, about responding to situations. This is going to be a little bit of a shift on that. But amongst all the chaos, I think, speaking of chaos, I think there's a lot of people whose lives descend into chaos um, upon some kind of, you know, uncontrollable situation happening. They just, like, lose all of this control in their life. And that was me. I just, like, lost all control. I had, like, no clue what I was doing. Um, Everything was just going awry. And I was much younger back then. But I think that there are certain areas of life, there are certain things that we always have control over. We always have control over. And... Uh, I just wanted to bring those to light for you guys. I think it would be important to highlight just in case anybody is going through a hard time right now, in case, you know, you feel like your world is, you know, colliding on you. You feel like the walls are closing in and you just don't know what to do. And we're all going to go through times in life like that. You know, it's, it's inevitable. Um, It's, it's just something that we have to, you know, come to terms with and kind of understand that, that those times are going to happen. But when those times come, there are always going to be things that you do have control over, and it will give you some comfort knowing that you are controlling some things, some part of your life, um, when you feel like everything out around you is you know, just out of control. So I wanted to run through just a quick list, and I'll kind of highlight a couple of them as I go, but... Um, the first one, which is probably the most important to me, just it, it, as a as a fitness you know person, um, is your movement. You can always control your movement. You can always go for a walk. You can go for a run. You can you know go swimming. You can go hiking. You can get steps. You can just get steps. Go outside. Get some get some sun. Go for a walk. You can always get. You can always move uh, along the lines of that. You can work out. You can always you can always work out. You it doesn't have to be a marathon, you know, two and a half hour, you know, hit session in the gym, or you don't have to do CrossFit or anything like that. Just get a workout, thirty minutes, thirty minutes of some activity. You know, just move, get your heart rate elevated, get some endorphins flowing. It's gonna make you feel better. So movement is the first component to this. The second part is your diet. You you have control over what you put into your body. You know, you have control of how much water you're intaking. You have control of, you know, did you eat some protein? You know, what, what, uh, what did your breakfast look like? You start the day with some protein. How much water have you had today? Um, what has your, have you been eating? Have, have you been hitting a, some kind of caloric goal? Um, you always have control over your diet. 
Next part is you have control over who you surround yourself with. Are you surround? See, when when our lives are descending into chaos, or there's some kind of cat, uh, catastrophe going on, or something like that, um, it's been extremely helpful for me to surround myself with people who, um, who I aspire to be like. You know, so who push me, who are more successful than me, who are smarter than me, who you know, I, I deem to be better off than me. And, and I, and I surround myself with people who can provide me value, who can inject positivity into my life. Because when, when things are going on that are uncontrollable and unforeseen, there's probably a lot of negativity that you're feeling. There's probably a lot of, you know, self doubt that you're feeling. And so you want to be lifted up. You want to be surrounding yourself with positive people who are, you know, who are there to inspire you and there to motivate you and there to challenge you in a good way. So surrounding yourself with, with the people who are going to, to do that for you is extremely beneficial. You have control over the content that you consume. Are you reading? What kind of books are you reading? Are you reading books about personal development? Are you reading books by People who have done great things, who have overcome challenges, who have, you know, taken things head on and succeeded. Are you, are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening to people who have been successful, who have gone through some kind of challenge or some kind of, you know, event and, and come out the other side? That's all going to help inspire you and motivate you and and help you realize that you can get through whatever you're going through. There, there, there are people who've done it before. There's going to be people who do it in the future. You can do it. And so I think consuming content that is positive, motivating, inspiring, uh, that's all going to be very helpful for you. So those are the four areas that I think – we all have control over when it comes to uh, it really any situation in, in life, um, whether you're going through something really positive or you're going through something negative or you're going through something neutral. Um, you always have control over those things. And I think if you keep that in mind and you try to implement that, especially when you're going through something negative or something challenging, um, you're going to be a lot better off. And you probably will feel less stressed. You'll feel less um, bogged down, um, just because, you know, you're, you're checking some boxes, right? You're checking the boxes. Hey, you got your water in. Hey, you moved today. Hey, you had a conversation with a friend who uh, that was inspiring and motivating to you, you know? So you don't want to dig yourself further into a hole when you're already in a hole. You want to try to do your best you can to, to climb out of the hole or at least, you know, get to, you know, kind of the top of the hole, so to speak. So, just some quick thoughts on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, to wrap this up, um, decision-making is a, it's, it's inevitable, uh, especially into our adult lives. You know, we all have decisions every day that some of them are obviously less impactful than others, but you know, there are still daily decisions that r- will require, um, some thought and, um, will require some, some effort to kind of make some, to, to make some headway on there. Uh, if you liked the episode, if you enjoyed it, if it brought you some value, if you gained some insight, some perspective, uh, please share the show. Uh, you guys know I, I do the show. 
because I genuinely want to help people. Um, you know, I, I really want to inspire, motivate, um, educate as many people as I can. And I know that I'm very grateful for the um, community of support that I've that I've had here in Houston, um, yeah, specifically at the gym. I know I've got a lot of my my gym friends and people who go to the gym and and you know people kind of out in this side of the city um, who've really supported this project and it really does mean a lot to me. Um, you know, I'm coming up on it'll be uh, coming up on a year actually since I launched the podcast year next month. Um, and I never expected to have the support that I do. So very grateful for the support. If you guys found value, I'd love if you shared the show with more people. Um, I'm really trying to get as many people as I can to, you know, to be successful, uh, to succeed, to have the live healthy, happy lives, to be fulfilled, to do things that, you know, they, that they want to do. Um, and so if this has helped you guys, uh, I'd really appreciate a share. Um, also, uh, five-star rating and review on Apple podcast. If that's what happened, where you happen to be listening, if you determine that that would be worthy. And I actually have, uh, I'm going to tease some information here. I have, um, some pretty big life changes that are coming up, uh, pretty soon. Uh, if you guys know me by now, you know that I'm always pushing for the next thing. I've always got moving parts going on in the background of life. Um, and this is no exception. So I've got some uh, pretty big news that I will share on the next episode of the show, uh, whenever that might be. But um, stay tuned for that. Um, if you guys follow me on the socials, you'll see it before the episode drops. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, I've got some cool things coming up, big things to share, um, big life changes happening. So with that, that does it for episode 19 of the Set the Bar podcast. I'll see you all next time.